There's a solitary, humble, wooden structure on a windswept hill in rural New England. To open the door is to engage our minds, our hearts, and our imaginations. In this place, preachers and professors, past and present, come alive as they walk the aisle, ascend the pulpit stairs, and teach. From theology, from history, and from the Word of God, welcome to the Saybrook Meeting House, an audio production of Saybrook Ministries. Sire, although I ought to fear, lest my importunity may prove troublesome to your majesty, and have indeed on that account abstained from writing to you more frequently, nevertheless, I have had the boldness to send you, together with my letters, a short exposition, which I have composed, of the 87th Psalm, hoping that you would take pleasure in it, and also that the reading thereof might be profitable to you. As I was one day expounding it in a sermon to the people, the argument appeared to me so appropriate for you that I was forthwith moved to draw up a summary of it, such as you will see, when it shall please your majesty to devote to it one hour only. It is very true that I treat the subject generally without addressing you personally, but as I have mainly had regard to you in the writing of it, so in the prudent application and appropriation of it, you will find that it contains a very profitable lesson for your majesty. You know, sire, how much danger kings and princes are in, lest the height to which they are raised should dazzle their eyes and amuse them here below, while making them forgetful of the heavenly kingdom. And I doubt not that God hath so warned you against this evil to preserve you therefrom, that you are a hundred times more impressed with it than those who have no personal experience of it. Now, in the present psalm, mention is made of the nobleness and dignity of the church, which ought so to enrapture both great and small, that no earthly honors and possessions should hold them back or hinder them from aiming to be enrolled among the people of God. It is indeed a great thing to be a king, and yet more over such a country. Nevertheless, I have no doubt that you reckon it beyond comparison better to be a Christian. It is therefore an invaluable privilege that God has vouchsafed you, sire, to be a Christian king, to serve as his lieutenant in ordering and maintaining the kingdom of Jesus Christ in England. You see, then, that in acknowledgment of such great benefits received from his infinite goodness, you ought to be stirred up to employ all your energies to his honor and service setting to your subjects an example of homage to this great king to whom your majesty 
is not ashamed to submit yourself with all humility and reverence beneath the spiritual scepter of his gospel. And if hitherto you have done this, so that we have cause to glorify God for his goodness, the present psalm will always serve you as a support and a buckler. Meanwhile, I humbly entreat you, sire, that this short letter may serve as a protest and testimony to your majesty of the hearty desire I have to do better if the means were given me. Sire, after having very humbly commended me to your kind favor, I pray our Lord to fill you with the gifts of his Holy Spirit, to guide you in all prudence and virtue, to make you prosper and flourish to the glory of his name. Your very humble and obedient servant, John Calvin. Written to King Edward VI of England on July 4th, 1552. Thank you for joining us this week at the Saybrook Meeting House. We hope you've been blessed by today's podcast. Saybrook Ministries' mission is to provide didactic and devotional content from the Christian faith delivered to the saints, recovered and refined by the Protestant Reformation. Be sure to visit saybrookministries.org for continually updated Christian content designed to inspire and invigorate our imagination and intellect. Join us next week for another journey to the Saybrook Meeting House. Until then, may God bless you.